L-A-S. From One Dad to Another is brought to you by... Hi, I'm Logan Adam Schultz, digital and content marketing guy. I'm Alex Schulte, creative director dude. And I'm Craig Johnson, maker of graphics. And we're the LAS Marketing Team. And this is Friends with Marketing Benefits, Eastern Iowa's newest podcast filled with laughter, stories, and insight from a rotating cast of marketing professionals. Every Tuesday, join us as we break down modern marketing practices into something that you can use right now to better market your business, nonprofit, band, or even that dresser you've been trying to sell on Facebook There'll be new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Friends with Marketing Benefits is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. If you feel like it. LAS. Well, hey there, Puffer Noodle. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, brah? What's up, brah? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Mr. Tim Arnold. Mr. Logan Schultz. I'm I'm really good. I'm really good, too. So I'm glad we had this conversation. All right, great. End of show. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, Roll everybody. Roll credits. No, let's... No, oh, real. okay, We great. should probably actually talk about some stuff. I was just going to... You're okay. just going to let it go? Let's see what happens. You're you know? going to say, book it. <laughs> It's done. Um, yeah, it was a good week. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energized. Uh, I'm ready to talk parenting yeah. with my best friend. That sounds great. Been looking forward to it all week. I actually really do. I enjoy I do too. I wasn't being facetious. <laughs> I know it probably sounded like it. That's a thing you're known to do. That's true. From time that to time. That is very true. Um, but coming in here and, and every week sitting down and taking an hour to chat not only with my best friend but to focus on being a better parent and self-reflecting i think that's awesome i'm really enjoying the experience yeah and you know both of us have been pretty busy with work and all that other stuff so sometimes it's a little nice to just uh not think about that and talk about other things that are important to us sure so, absolutely yeah. um well i just had a baby a like little- like right before the show I came from the hospital. Like, yep. wow, yeah, you look great, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, um, I couldn't have, I couldn't have told you that you just had a baby. I really lost the weight pretty quickly. Really, really, really quickly. Are you breastfeeding? <laughs> I hear that works. Yeah, actually. All right. So <laughs> we heard about it a little bit, but um, apparently, breastfeeding causes weight loss. Yeah. Um, and Marnie was really excited about it. Yeah. But we actually have moved away from breastfeeding really quickly. I would say there has to be a baby involved. Correct. <laughs> I think. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Has anybody run that experiment? We're getting in some weird territory here. I know. I know. We do that. Let's uh, let's straighten this train and uh, head into a Marlowe moment. So, Marlowe moment. Tell us what's going on in the life of Marlowe. So, there's this um, TikTok trend where you wind up their legs like a bi- like they're riding a bicycle. Okay, yeah. And then you pull their legs out and then push them in towards their stomach really quickly. That sounds like child abuse. I mean, as you describe it, it probably, in like, if I were to watch it, I'd probably be like, oh, it's adorable. But what you just described right. means you should be arrested. Um, no. No, it does not. No. Um, but what it does mean is that it's very effective at getting all that gas out. Ah, like, okay. Like, really hyper effective. Got it. So it's like, it's like rolling up an air mattress. 
like in a very specific way. Like you just have to make sure that there's no air in it anymore. It's not not like that, <laughs> I guess. Um, so, you know, like I mentioned on the last episode, she's been really gassy and really uncomfortable, kind of colicky. And this has been a really effective way to relieve some of that pressure and discomfort that Interesting. she's had inside of I her. I guess it makes sense. You just sort of stirring up all the insides yeah, and just making sure that the trapped gases get where they need to go. Right. You go right to the butthole. <laughs> right. I mean, yes, actually. I mean, yes. Uh, yes. So so that's been really helpful. And the other thing I was going to mention in the Marlowe moment is, and we talked about this before Marlowe arrived on this show, the idea that a woman um, or, or um, birth-giving parent the gestational parent will often feel a connection with the child very early on mm-hmm. um, because they're physically a part yeah. of them and, and just kind of this, this biological response. Yep. So it very often happens. And very often the non-gestational parent takes longer to really build that connection. Now, I felt uh, a lot of love for Marlo immediately. Sure. And I imagine that part of that just comes out of the function of it. Yeah. The whole... Um, this is my child type of thing. Right. It's like getting a new car. You're like, I friggin' love this like, car. I need to love this thing. Yeah. I just paid a lot of money for this <laughs> I thing. I put a lot of time into it. So I need to love it. Right. <laughs> uh, but this past week, I, I've really found myself feeling really powerful feelings towards Marlo, um, where I'll be holding her and I will just think to myself, God, this thing is so perfect and then i start to tear up a little bit yeah i'm the crier yeah as we know. i love that um and and i think i've heard many times that um you you love something you love your child more than you ever thought you could love before uh-huh. and i didn't really ever get that like of, of course i love them right right and of course i love them immensely i, I love and the scale is different it's like a whole other type of scale like too. you can't even fathom what the scale is right and it's not even it's not even necessarily about level. It's just it's different, right? Like, yeah, no, I I I, I definitely and, get that. And I'm at the point where I truly feel like like I love this little being mm-hmm. more than I ever realized I could love something before. That's awesome. Um, I'm really starting to starting to to feel that in in powerful ways, and um, to the point where we were watching a TV show today. And I cried like twenty times. Sure, <laughs> it was just absurd. Yeah. Um, Have you, did you ever watch uh, Parenthood, the show, like no. the drama? Okay, do that now. Okay, like go back and watch it. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's just, and it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll get all your feels. Okay, I don't know if Bring I need more to, feels. I might I need a break. Know. You know, sometimes. Well, I guess that's fair. There's a lot of feels right <laughs> sometimes now. Sometimes you gotta give yourself a break, only a because your abs hurt. Right. I need some Comedy Central or something. Right. Like something. And you're really dehydrating just... yourself. <laughs> like you're just crying so much, you have to drink Pedialyte. Yeah. I mean, hey. Yeah. I'm in IV after this. All right. I get it. I'm making a, a Pedialyte run. Well, that's awesome that you guys are bonding and you're starting to feel that. Uh, more intensely than yeah. you than you had before. That's a that's a fun journey to start. Yeah, it's a pretty wonderful thing. It's very um, exciting and also a little terrifying. Yeah, but I think in the right ways. The cool thing about kids is that the newness doesn't wear off like like a new car. Like you know, you get a new car, you have it, you take care of it, you polish it, you do mm-hmm. all that stuff. Three months down the road, there's like McDonald's wrappers and stuff, you know, all over the floorboards and everything. That doesn't happen with kids. <laughs> right, especially if you teach them to throw garbage away for you. 
Okay, so that's the key. That's the key. All right. Teach them how to use the garbage can. Otherwise, they're just a car. Right. They're, they're, <laughs> ju- they're just a 2010 Dodge Charger uh, that has a Big Mac wrapper box in the floorboard. Big Macs come in a box. <laughs> they do. Yeah. I mean, they used to come in the wrappers. No, they came in styrofoam boxes. That what? was for your time. Yeah, I don't know this. What? Yeah, look it up on the internet. Look up Big Mac styrofoam box. And uh, it was the clamshell, but it was just terrible for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at how much we've grown. I know. And look how much we just learned. I, hey, I've learned something new every episode of the show. Me too. Look at us. It's, I've learned that you can get your kids gas-free on TikTok. And that's right. You yep, did learn that. I did learn that. I'm so proud of us. And uh, uh, I'm also proud of you, dear listener, for checking out this show from one dad to another and subscribing to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, so that you can hear it every single Wednesday when a new episode comes out. I'm also proud of you for considering giving us $10 a month by subscribing to LAS Plus, which is our premium subscription service where you can get bonus episodes of this show and other shows. We've actually got some new bonus episodes coming out in October uh, from uh, shows in the podcast network. So we're really excited to share those with you. Um, So head over there, just $10 a month to support local and get some great content and be part of a fantastic community. Hey, Tim. Hey, Logan. What do you want to talk about today? You know, so I texted you earlier today, and I was on my way home, and I was on my way home from pulling a car out of a ditch. So, yeah, walk me through this story, because I don't even know where you start to pull a car out of a ditch. Well, you start on the side of the road. Okay. You start in the ditch, I guess, probably. That's a good place to start. Well, somebody starts in a ditch. It's not the best place to start, actually. Um. No, I got a uh, I got a uh, phone call at work today uh, from one of the children, and um, indicating that um, that they were okay. So that's anytime you get that me- that uh, message that everything's fine, I'm okay. Um, but that uh, vehicle was in an accident, currently on the side of the road, in a ditch, and cannot extricate from the ditch. So really quick, um, I have something to throw in here. Yes, because I haven't had this experience yet, but I imagine I will. At you some will. Point. You will. When a child calls you yes. and starts with "I'm okay," yep. What do you feel in that moment? Well, uh, let's see. Um, well, so your stomach sort of goes away, like it's not where it's supposed to be. It yeah. drops in your feet. Uh, that's the first thing. And and in my case, I just get really really calm and like really quiet. And I'm just waiting to find out. Okay, I need you to fill me in. But it's I've uh, seen that response from you before. Yes, it's it's uh it's uh poorly disguised terror. I think actually is maybe okay. a, the best way to describe it. Um, but turns out everything was fine. But uh, there was a vehicle stuck in the ditch. I was at work. I wasn't getting off of work for about 45 minutes. So I instructed the child to wait by the vehicle. And uh, I would get there as soon as I could um, and um, check to make sure that they were okay and that the vehicle was not blocking traffic, it wasn't causing any problems, uh, see if there were police officers involved and uh, if we had to do tow trucks and all that other stuff. And, but we didn't have to do that. So, so how did they end up in a ditch? So, making, so heading down the road, 
heading down on a highway, 55 mile an hour speed limit. Okay. And then dis- and then missing a turn and saying, oh, I need to turn around. I'm going to turn around in this driveway up here. But this driveway is approaching much faster than I thought it was. Okay. Go to turn into the driveway, overshoot the driveway, go into the ditch, bounce through the ditch, up into the yard on the other side of the ditch, which was about, I don't know, 15 feet off the side of the road and maybe about five feet higher than the road. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then at some point I got another phone call while I was still at work indicating that um, I had tried to put the car in reverse and, and back down the hill and then just got stuck in the ditch. Um, so... Uh, but all that is to say, eventually I left work and I uh, brought toe straps and used my truck and pulled the car out of the ditch. It took all of 30 seconds to rescue the vehicle that could not be rescued on its own. You are somebody, though, that would tow your own vehicle out of a Yes, ditch. that's why I actually have toe straps and all of that stuff already in my truck. Uh, it's just in case. Just in case. And that's not the first time I ha- I've had to do that. Uh, it's also another one of those things that if you have the stuff to do it, and people know, then the people will call you, and mm-hmm. then you will do it. So it's sort of a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy. Like, I think I'm going to need this, and I'm going to. <laughs> valid, valid. Yep. Um, is this this driver's first major accident? Yes. Okay. How so, how do, how were they? A little shaken up. Um, and uh, But, you know, like, fine. Right. It was, uh, you know, we got the, we got the car back on the road. I rigged up the bumper with a... I was going to say, is the car okay? Uh, yeah, lots of broken plastic, but yeah. uh, I had a, a a fishing net in the back of my car that I disassembled and so I could retrieve some cord for it so Good that I could tie up the Lord. bumper. And we got that, so then we, we drove home. Hey, and, Alex. Uh, Are you on mic? Yep. Hey, Alex, our producer. Hey. Um. We need a sound effect for whenever Tim goes into this like <laughs> Tim mode, where he's like, "I had I towed this car out of a ditch myself, and I had this fish net in the trunk, and I just disassembled it and turned it into a new car." And I, and I did I not can... turn it into a new car. That's an exaggeration. I, I can have something ready for next time. Yeah, and uh, and hey, listener, if you have a good idea <laughs> for what that moment should be called, I want you to let me know. All right. Um, and if you have suggestions on other like random tools that I should just carry in my truck, <laughs> just in case, some things I hadn't considered. I mean, Tim the Tool Man. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's already used. Yeah, yeah, there's it's, something it's, there. It's already, I think there's like a hashtag not a sponsor. Can I just play a? <laughs> uh? Yeah. <laughs> Every time he does it. <laughs> That's awesome. Fine. <laughs> As uh, long as we don't get sued. But there's, some, there's something there. I can um, record it myself, then they can't sue me if it's just me going, true. Uh, that's right. Do something a little bit different, like do it backwards. I keep turning away from the oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Um, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, I don't even know that's Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Uh, um, but anyway, yes, everybody was fine. Um, got the vehicle back on the road. Drove back to the house, but it made me think about the fact that this is not the first time that I have had to go and assist one of my children with a vehicle incident. And it got me thinking 
about you are you're a couple of years away now from having to potentially deal with this with Liam. Sure. Liam will be driving soon enough. Mm-hmm. You're you're way away from that with Marlo, but it will sneak up on you. <laughs> sure. Uh, a lot faster than you imagine. But I it made me start to wonder like what was your experience like as a young driver oh. and how might that potentially inform the way in which you approach Liam getting a license and driving and all of that. I th- this is maybe one of the first times where I can't remember if we had this conversation. I don't think we have. We've had similar conversations about things like I when we were talking about first jobs, I remember you driving around in your car eating french fries playing hooky from work and yep. I think that's as close to the the young driver conversation as we have right. gotten. Driving my 93 Buick Skylark. Yeah. And uh when you were working at Target, maybe? working at Target, Journey cassette tape, yeah, <laughs> in the car, classic, yeah, the only cassette tape in the car, the only thing I could listen to, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, when you were very first, the like the first time you got behind the wheel, yeah, were you like a fast driver or were you like very conservative? Because I can tell you. I did not step on the gas pedal yeah. the first half a dozen times I got sure, in the car. Sure, Um For me, it was a little weird. Like, when I... So, I remember being really excited when I was, like, four, 13, 14 years old. Like, I could not wait to get, until I could drive. Yeah. And then, when I was 15, I moved to England. And okay. in England, you have to be 18 to drive. So I got over there. Suddenly, the the clock got pushed back, like the timeline stretched out. So I did not drive through the majority of high school, mm-hmm. and I did not get my driver's permit till the end of my junior year of high school. I was seventeen before I ever drove a car. Yeah. Um. And I and my dad taught me how to drive. Taught me to drive a stick shift in a church parking lot, which the first lesson I ever gave my youngest was driving a stick shift in a church parking lot. It was all nostalgia for my benefit. Awesome. Um, But I remember being or feeling like I needed to be very conservative in my driving. Yeah. Because I had, I had, it, it was impressed upon me. I had a job. I had to pay, I had to pay for driving school. My parent, the, the deal was that I would pay for driving school and they would pay for my insurance. Oh, and so I took it very seriously, and um, but very quickly, as soon as I learned how to squeal tires in a stick shift, I did that a lot because I was like, "This is awesome." Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I was a, a, a real speed demon generally. I, I felt like I tried to be a safe driver. Um, I was always aware of that, but I think it was more of a practical thing. I'm a, I think I'm a pretty safe driver. Um, I think that my family makes fun of me for going too slow, uh, and my wife Marnie is the one that mm-hmm. goes too fast. That's a thing. Um, I'm the I'm the person that, uh, like I said, did not step on the gas. Yep. The first half a dozen times I was in the car, I was very scared of it. I was scared to be in charge of yeah. a large thing that could injure other people and cause damage. Yeah. Um, driving into a ditch sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> uh, for the record. Uh, yeah, I, I just I'm very. I, to this day, I, I still feel like there's just a healthy amount of fear in driving. So as a parent thinking about Liam eventually driving, um, how, like, what do you think your approach is? Or do you have 
Have you even considered it at this point? Has that crossed your mind outside of just the, yeah, he'll probably be driving soon? It hasn't really crossed my mind, but I've made some broad assumptions about it. Because mm-hmm. um, Liam could go one of two ways. He could either be a bit of a speed demon. Um, he's talked about driving before. He's excited about driving. Um, he's talked about having cool cars like, before. Likes cars and yep. all of that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wants to be a uh, speed racer. A little bit. Yeah. No, well, no, that's way that's before it. him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. Or I could see him, he has some anxiety. Um, I could see him being a little anxious about it. I could mm-hmm. see him being conservative in that regard. And I worry for myself yeah. that I will be a harsh instructor. Sure. Yeah. Uh, or not harsh, but firm. Yeah. Um, because my fear will come through. Yeah. That, oh, Liam is going to hurt somebody. Liam's going to cause damage. Yep. Um, I do worry about that. And, and I, I I like to think that I'm a pretty understanding parent. Uh, and I'm a very communicative parent. Yeah. But in a moment mm-hmm. like that, I do wonder if um, I'll be too firm or, or you know, that that I'll struggle with that. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 it is hard to sit in the passenger seat. When your kid starts driving. Yeah. It's real, real difficult. It feels weird, especially if you are used to being the one who drives. Yeah. Um, just generally, because that's not, I mean, obviously that's not everyone. Not everybody enjoys driving. I love driving. I hate being in the passenger seat. Um, I just, I like to control the vehicle. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not like a, I don't feel like I'm a, a control freak or anything generally, but when it comes to vehicles and driving, I am just way more comfortable in the passenger seat, or I'm sorry, in the driver's seat. So sitting in the passenger seat is uh, makes for a big challenge, and uh, because you can't control anything, you know, your feet are pressing on the floorboard like you're trying to step on the brakes, and you're you're holding on to the holding on tight to the door frame and all of that stuff. And it is really really tough because you do worry about the kids, you worry about their ability to to learn from mistakes that they haven't made yet, and uh, so it's. Um, it's, it is tough. It's a, it's a really weird transition. And then when they drive away for the first time, you're kind of like, text me when you get there. Yeah. Like, uh, just please give me some idea that you made it just fine. Because as soon as they leave your, your line of sight, it's, it's all, it, it feels like a roll of the dice, but you know, as long as they, um, you know, they've been diligent about learning how to do that stuff. Um, what age were you when you started driving? Before I answer that, let's yeah. take a quick break. Sure. Uh, and then when we come back, let's talk about us as young drivers some more. Let's talk about your kids' yep. uh, experiences with accidents. And uh, and we'll really dive into what it means to be the parent of a driver because um, that's something that, that, yeah, you're right. I have to think about sooner rather than later. Yes, you definitely do. So let's check in with sponsors. And when we come back, I'm going to answer Tim's question. Hey, I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're historically historically inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear you do that again. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. 
Jake, are you still going? Jake, just fast, just fast forward to the end. We are literally running out of time. Did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! Ah, I did it. Ah, I was in, I was in my group. Come and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm, I'm kind of doing. You couldn't even remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. L-A-S. I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billy Eilish got bangs? What's a Billy Eyelash? L-A-S. Welcome on back to From One Dad to Another. I'm Logan. I'm Tim. And we were just talking about our experiences driving. Yeah. And we were young and and how that might relate to uh, Tim's experiences with his kids and my future experiences. Yeah, because it's coming. It's coming fast. So Unavoidable. Uh, you asked me right before the break how old I was Yeah, when I first drove. And I want to say that I waited until I was 16. Okay. Was that your choice? You just didn't feel comfortable at that point? Yep, I waited a little bit. I could have gotten my learner's permit when I was 15. Yeah, something. Uh, well, or yeah. maybe 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 it was 15 and I could have gotten it at 14. Does that I sound think, right? Yeah, that does sound right. Because that, weirded, that weirded me out when I moved to Iowa and I remember like driving to work and I yeah. looked over and there was what seemed like a 10-year-old driving this giant pickup <laughs> That's what I was going to say. 14 is too young. That's really young. That's so young. And I feel like all of my kids got their permits when they were I'm four, uh, probably 15. I think maybe they got their permits when they were 14. I think maybe my oldest. I think she got hers when she was 14. But You're right. That mo- The moment I'm having right now is yeah. me realizing that that's less than two years away yes. for Liam. Yes. And I just freaked <laughs> out. <gasps> yeah, it's not far off in the future. And then you have all the stuff to navigate with like um, school permits and right. driving to school and, and all of that stuff. So that was the deal. I could have gotten my learner's permit at 14, but I waited until 15. Um, and then you can get your license at 16. I got mine at 17. So I was a year behind. Yeah, and you can and you can get well, and you can get your school permit. So solo driving right. at fifteen and right. a half, I think, is what it is. Okay, um, or you have to have had your permit for six months, which you can get when you're fourteen. So, yep. so there are a bunch of fifteen young fifteen year olds, early fifteen year olds, driving back and forth to school, including at one point some of some of my kids and that just always felt weird to me yeah that's 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 so young oh my god yeah (gasps) well and i remember one of my kids uh might have been the first day driving to school hit a car in the parking lot (laughs) um and uh you know like it was an old old cadillac uh, that it had been in, inherited from my parents so it was it was like a tank so it's not like you know i had to worry about you know uh her getting hurt or anything like that but right 
Um, yeah, I mean, there have been all kinds of like little accidents, and and then one large accident. One of my one of my kids, you know, fell asleep on the interstate. I remember this one, and uh, and that was that was really scary, both for them and for for us. So, what was your involvement with that? What do you remember your experience? Um, getting a call. Uh, from from that child, and I am being, and so like right now, it's like, wait a minute, which kid was it? You know, and that's I'm I'm trying to be you know respectful of all three kids and not necessarily call them out on right. on which one happened. So that's why I'm being a bit cagey about it. Um, but it was I remember sort of getting a getting a call because the the car was, if I'm remembering, the car was totaled, um, or close to it. Um, and you know, kind of hit a guardrail on the interstate and all of that. And, and then the car got, had to get towed. Um, but because there was no like hospital visit or anything like that, it wasn't, it wasn't like a really, really bad phone call, mm-hmm. but it was, it was still scary. Um, because, you know, I'm also a person who has had, you know, fender benders or times when I fell asleep or things like that. And when you start to project, your own bad experiences as possible things that your kids are experiencing also. Yeah. It's, 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 it really sucks. But, um, yeah, you just kind of have to let, let go and give as good of advice as you can. Like today when that, all that happened with the ditch, you know, I could have just gotten really angry that, yeah, you know, right. I, I had to leave work and I had to do all this stuff, but I was also just really grateful that the kid was okay. And I also was like, you know what? I have done that before. Yeah. I have literally done that same thing before, you know, going losing control of a car off in the ditch and all of that. So it's it's all a learning experience, um, but sometimes it's tough to step back from that that parent role and say, "Hey, you know what? I've been there and you know, are you okay?" and and yeah. all of that. And it's but it, you have to remind yourself um of that. And it's 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 tough to I think separate those things sometimes. I remember my worst accident was I was leaving school and I was driving over to a girl's house. And of course I didn't tell my parents that's what I was doing, but that's what I was doing. And I, uh, I ran a stop sign. I stopped at the stop sign, but I kind of like drifted through it. Yeah. It was a little California roll. (laughs) Yeah. What? You've never heard that? No. Where you? It's just you, a delicious sushi roll. Yeah. I mean, it's that, but it's also when you roll up to a stop sign and you never fully stop and you just kind of keep right on going, and then yeah. eventually you're like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna go." Might as well be a yield. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I did that, and I was on my phone, mm. and uh, I did not see a car that was speeding. Yeah. But they did not have a stop sign, and so I got um I got t-boned. Yeah. On the passenger side of the car. Okay. And I spun through the intersection to the other side of the street, the direction I was going, and I pulled off to the side, and everything was okay. I was okay. I was a little sore, but I was fine. Yeah. Um, but that was my worst accident. And I, I remember, I don't remember the specific ways that they responded, but I remember feeling like my mother and father were very kind and sure. very understanding about it. Yeah. They they were not angry. Because they were grateful that you were okay. Right. That was the overwhelming thing. Yeah. You know, any any concerns they might have had about you being irresponsible or doing, you know, going to a girl's house when you weren't supposed to, 
you know, was really secondary right. to the fact that you were fine. Right. And right. again, that's one of those parent things. I think it just, it just sort of happens uh, that you feel that way. My yeah. worst accident, like I've had like a lot of little fender, ben- fender benders and stuff like that. Fender benders. Fender, fender bender. Um, the, uh, but the worst accident actually had nothing to do with the amount of damage or um, injury. It had to do with the lawsuit that was filed. And one thing that I don't ever want to have happen is have my kids sued because of uh, someone who was just seeking damages. Yeah. And that happened to me several years ago where I did roll into the back of someone's car and I cracked the license plate frame on my car. And then we pulled into a parking lot and we had a conversation. Is everybody okay? And there was a little dent on the back tailgate. And then that suddenly cascaded into ambulances showing up. And what? Oh, yeah. A police officer showed up. And then the police officer called an ambulance. And the person got hauled away. The person I had been talking to got hauled away in an ambulance after talking to their spouse. And then that person ended up suing me and the passenger in that person's car sued me and the person who was driving that car. And I was being sued for loss of like spousal comfort. Basically, I think they couldn't have sex anymore or something because of the accident. So I was being sued and the insurance company was trying to settle and there was like hundreds of thousands of dollars at play. And the entire time I was like, what? Wait, no, what? And I had my car didn't have any damage. Literally, it was the frame of the and it was all plastic. It's not like I was driving some tank or, you know, a big pickup truck. Sure. Like I will give you five dollars. Right. But it had the potential because I and I also because at that point I became like very worried. Like, okay, so my kids could get in some sort of little scrape and then financially they could be ruined for the rest of their life over something um, what that seemed rather innocuous. Sure. Um. And so that that actually scared me probably more than any actual accident that I've ever had that involved uh, damage or injury How did that end up? Because you are not financially ruined. Correct. It um I don't know what you can and can't say, but Well, um it eventually got settled, but it did take uh more than a year and I was never told by the insurance company what the payouts were. Um but at one point there were two trials scheduled. Uh, and I, because it was going to go to trial and then, and then eventually it all settled. Um, and I never heard anything else about it. And, uh, my insurance company didn't, you know, call me up and say, here's what we did. Um, so I don't know what the resolution was that it was resolved and that they did not go to trial. And there was some sort of settlement with the insurance company. Is this, is this long enough ago that you probably could safely like figure out the answer? Because I'm so curious. Um, I mean, I probably could. Yeah. But because I'm not a lawyer, I'm like, <laughs> like I don't know if I want to dig into this. All I could do is just tell the kids, like, be careful when you're driving. People are out there to take advantage. Sure. Like, did you see the video of the guy who um, uh, said he got run over by the Tesla? Uh, this was like a week ago. No. Alex, the- did you see this? Alex is shaking his head. All right. So this guy like calls an ambulance, calls the police and said that this guy ran him over with his Tesla and, and was suing him. Um, 
except that Teslas have all these cameras all over right. them. So they had the onboard camera like showed him like walking behind the car and then just falling over. <laughs> So, so the, the whole thing got dismissed uh, on that. So there are people out there who are definitely looking to get a payday uh, sure. at the expense of someone that they think just probably has insurance that will pay for it. And, Gosh, uh, that's a that's a thing that you don't want to have to worry about with your kids. Yeah, you know, like sometimes people suck. Um, but the best you can do, I guess, is teach them to drive carefully. That's a real lesson to pass along to your kids. Sometimes people suck. Thank you for mouthing along with that, Alex. That's right. Sometimes do people people do suck, but but also mostly people are great. That's maybe a better lesson to teach your kids. I will make sure that my kids know both. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be well-rounded kids. That's right. You can't you can't pretend that one doesn't exist. Well, Tim, our time is about done. Do you have any takeaways from this episode? Anything that you want to kind of take and apply? Hmm. And, and I can tell you. One that I have is um, especially freaking out that this is less than two years away that this might happen. Um, I really want to be cognizant of how I am as a parent instructor. Yeah. Um, Because I know myself well enough to know that I can let my fear get in the way of the way that I communicate Mm -hmm. with uh, with Liam, and, yeah. and I'm sure that will happen with Marlo too, and I'm sure it happens with Marnie, frankly. And so I want to make sure that I'm always keeping in the back of my head how what I'm saying comes out, mm-hmm. right? Because presentation is, is so much yep. to a young person who's going through such a major experience. Yeah. You know, so so that's something I want to be aware of. And I'd, I'd say probably for me, one of the things that I always try and do, but I have to constantly remind myself of, is to to pause and sort of take stock of what is important in the moment. Not like afterwards necessarily in reflection. Yes, that's important too. But right. in the moment, you know, like you, you've got five different emotions all kind of uh, smacking you in the face. You know, take a second to breathe and figure out which one is most important, which in a case like this, you know, pausing and saying, okay, are you okay? You know, yeah. that's, the, that's the, the first thing. So prioritizing... You know, the well-being of the kids and the well-being of the people that you love ahead of uh, ahead of anything else. And then everything else can just be dealt with, but as long as everybody's okay. I feel good about that. Thank yeah. you for sharing another episode of this show with me, Thanks Tim. for sharing it with me. And thank you, dear listener, you little puffer noodle you, uh, for sharing in another episode of From One Dad to Another with us, a show that is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on that little independent network, go to LASpodcastnetwork.com. If you like this show, please consider supporting us by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, so you always know when they come out each and every Wednesday. And also leave us a review. Five stars is great. Four stars is, is wonderful. Three stars is, is eh, well. I mean, it's fine. Let, let, uh, it's fine. One star is the Texas flag. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also the Yelp review of Texas, apparently. Oh, is that true? Uh, I mean, it, yes, it is. <laughs> I don't know. Even if it's not true, it's true now. That's right. Uh, the reviews are so helpful. And also, it's so helpful if you consider subscribing to LAS Plus, our premium subscription service that costs only $10 a month and gets you bonus content and all the great stuff I said before. You're here. You heard it. I was here. And by the way, if you're listening to this, you're one of the people that loves this show and we love you 
and you made this show more popular than Historically Inaccurate last week. Thank God. Wow. Which is it has finally happened. Wow. And I want to point that out. We loved all the shows in the network. We, we definitely do, but we really love this one. We love Alex. We love you all had of it. to point it out. Uh, I want to point it out because you've actually made this show a great show. And you've made this show one that has a lot of value. And so thank you for so joining us on this you, journey. Thank you, everyone. Um, we're so excited that you're here and that you're sharing in this with us. Without further ado... That's the end of the show. I think it is. Let's head on out, Tim. All right. You want to go? Let's 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 ride off into the sunset on our horses. I don't know. <laughs> on our Buick Skylarks. Our, our Dodge Charger. Love it. <laughs> Until next week, everybody.